This is Late Afternoon Gaming playing Curse of Strahd, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition module. It's Session 12, and we're finally back to playing our main characters, picking up where we left off after Session 9. Check out our Villain Sessions, Adventures League Sessions, and Table Talks to get caught up. If you're already there, or if you just don't care, then please enjoy Session 12. Uh, who wants to sum up the last player session? Or the, I guess... Uh, when was this? It was like a month and a, a half long, ago. A long, long time ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do my best. So uh, we're returning now to the main cast, uh, which may not feel like the main cast because I don't think we played with them since December. Now, are these the good guys <laughs> uh, or the bad guys? February. <laughs> I mean, who's to say, really? I think they're the good guys. <laughs> Light of Dawn thinks they're the good guys. So yeah, we're back to playing Light of Dawn, Kakabi, and Aizen. Um, so... Uh, we recently left Valaki. Why did we do so? <laughs> um, I won't go into all the details, but basically, we managed to find the Sun Sword, uh, but managed to lose everything else. <laughs> um, which is to say, we entered the town with high hopes, with a friend named Arena, um, and with some ideals um, and principles. Uh, and we, we don't have any of those things anymore, <laughs> but we do have the Sun Sword. Uh, um, so, when we were leaving, uh, or, or the last thing we did was we uh, rescued a prisoner from the Baron's house, um, talked our way out, but uh, had to, basically, like, we had to leave the city. Um, because they were, they were after us because the Baron was accusing us of attacking him and some other stuff, so... Uh, we basically just ended up saying, listen, it's not worth it anymore. Uh, like, let's just go. The guy that we rescued did not want to come with us. Um, so we, a as night was falling, we left the gate with the plan of going to the... Excuse <laughs> me. We left the gate with the plan of going to the Vistani village to the south to spend the night before heading west to Krej. That that's basically it. Because um, all the other stuff that followed, we don't know anything about... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, everything's probably still fine. Yeah, that that was going to be my first comment as Light of Dawn is like, you know, maybe we should go back and see how things are going. I'm sure it will be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So we left the Locky, uh with the sword and not much else. And uh, and we're heading to the Vistani camp to spend the night so we don't get uh, hazed by wolves. Okay. And with that, let's begin. So, uh, the characters... Oh, you know what? Let me, let me pull up the Velaki map. Uh, so you, at nighttime, exited the town of Velaki to the south, I think, right? You left uh, to, the to the west. The west gate, got it. Okay, so it is, it's nighttime. Um, the town has been plunged into chaos. St. Andrew's Cathedral is on fire. Uh, bells are uh, chiming in the night. People are, are coming out into the streets. The guards are mobilizing to try to get the fire under control. And in the chaos, you slip away, and uh, I can't remember the exact timing of this. I think shortly after that, was it? Did you guys go? Oh, the gate was already open because the villains had ripped out ahead of you. Exactly. Right. Okay. So you you see the, this odd uh, trio of menacing-looking characters uh, behind a spectral horse, uh, just blast through the gate and out into the night. Big chonker ravens following them, um, and you set down the path south towards the Vistani camp. So uh, it, it's it's loud. 
Um, and although you've heard, I mean, you, you've you've been in noisy situations before, especially in your life before you came to Barovia. Uh, you realize now how how quiet things usually are here. This is such an anomaly. Um, even even as you're putting distance between you and the town, it's just even more unsettling than usual. And uh, you you make your way down the path through the grass that separates Velaki from the Svalich woods, and then uh, in in a matter of minutes, you are swallowed into the darkness of the woods. So now now that you have the town behind you, you're out of sight, and you haven't made it to the camp yet. Take it away. Boy, it sure is dark. (laughs) (laughs) Here, let me do something about that. I take out my uh, light brand, or whatever the thing is called, sunsword, and uh, and ignite it. Okay. No, wait, we all have we all have dark vision. Yeah, I'm the only person yeah. who didn't. Right. We, we dropped the load. Yeah. So as you are as as you are um, settling into your night vision, uh, getting adapting to to the darkness of the Svalich woods, um, you see this piercing like lightning bolt near you that blinds you, um, and then uh, Light of Dawn just says. Oh, all right. Yes, oh, dark. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I miss Irina, is all. <laughs> yeah, I hope she made it back okay before all this weather hit. I'm sure she didn't. Yes, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not terribly confident in her chances. <laughs> I don't mean to sound callous, but, I mean, I don't know. She didn't seem really that capable. Um, I don't know. I, I have conflicting feelings about this, but there is no going back. Yeah, let's, uh... Just get onto the camp. Yeah. The woods part to reveal an expansive clearing. A small, grass-covered hill with low houses built into its sides. Fog obscures the details, but you can see that these buildings feature elegantly carved woodwork and have decorative lanterns hanging from their sculpted eaves. Atop the hill, above the fog, is a ring of barrel-topped wagons that surround a large tent with a column of smoke pouring out through a hole in the top. The tent is brightly lit from within. Even at this distance, you can smell the odors of wine and horses that emanate from the central area. And so, I put a uh, an image for you to, to look at. This is what you see as you emerge from the forest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Except it's darker. Except it's mm-hmm. darker. So I guess we'll, we'll um, walk right up. And yeah, Do we see we, any guards been. posted? Uh, you don't see guards, but you do see... Um, a couple of uh, dusk elves sitting outside of their homes, smoking, chopping wood, um, and they eye you suspiciously as you walk up, but they don't approach. Greeting, boys. We're back. Uh, one of don't them mind us. just uh, squints at you and then uh, goes inside, shuts his door. Mm. Uh, have a good night. Yeah, as long as they're not attacking us, I'm, I'm good with it. Now, as you walk up towards the top of the hill... Um, you know that this is, this looks very similar to the Vistani encampment that you encountered on your way to Velaki from Barovia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can hear the voices, uh, you recognize the voices of, uh, Aragal and his brother Luvash, um, as well as some others that have, uh, they just sound similar, similar inflection accents that kind of... Hello, Luvash, Aragal. Uh, I'm just trying to make our presence known. Or I am, anyway. Yeah, so it's a... The tent doesn't have all of its flaps down, so you can see that there are 
you know, a handful of people moving around inside. And at the sound of your voice, uh, a man uh, silhouetted against the light from the center of the tent walks out uh, with a, a mug of ale in, in one hand and a short sword in the other. And uh, he walks out towards you and you recognize him as Aragorn. So, uh, middling height, strong, broad-shouldered, long, dark hair. His uh, shirt is unbuttoned, uh, almost... You know, almost down to the belly button. Really deep right there. Uh, but yeah. he has a really, you know, really, like, well-defined chest. You can see collarbone. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees you, and he uh, he doesn't drop the sword, um, but he gestures with his mug of ale and says, Hmm, do you bring... Wait, I gesture... I gesture back to Valaki, where you can probably see the smoke rising and, and like, the light of the fire and go, Yeah, but... Valaki uh, didn't work out. We were wondering if we could stay the night. He sniffs, and you realize that you can smell smoke from here on the hilltop. Um, he says, do you bring trouble to our encampment? No. No, everyone there is focused on uh, a, actually a variety of other things, and uh, no one followed us. All right. Well, we are in your debt, after all. Yes, you may join us. Uh, much appreciated. I, I lean over to Eyes and I say, hey, what was that little girl's name? Do you remember? No one, uh, you know, as long as they don't ask us, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I just wanted to inquire uh, on her health and see if she is okay. You could just say, so how's she doing? And, uh... Hey, Ergol, how, how is the girl doing? Is she, uh, is she healthy? Is she all right? Who? <laughs> <laughs> the the girl from, uh, from the lake. Remember? We brought her back here. Ah. Duvash's daughter? Yes, Arabelle. Arabelle, yes, that's who I was asking about. She's well. That is good to hear. He he looks at you with a uh, with penetrating eyes across the fire. Um, oh my! Well, you know, first as as you came in and sat down, he he got each of you a a mug of warm, very warm, comfortably, deliciously warm ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing is, um, it and, feels like home. Uh, then he sits on the other side, and. Uh, with that gaze of his, he says, So, travelers, what brings you here tonight? Uh, I mean, like I said, the Valaki is, uh, it's kind of falling apart right now, and it, it mm. did not seem <laughs> like a good idea to stay. It was, it was time to move on. Well, you didn't waste any time leaving. Uh, we did not have time to waste leaving. Yeah, <laughs> we decided mm. to cut our losses. Well, what can you tell us? Uh, we Vistani are people of the road... We love to share stories. Oh, sure. Uh, well, and let's see. It's not just him. L- Luvash is there as well. There are a couple of younger men um, that are engaged in tasks in the tent. Uh, cooking. Uh, looks like uh, one is sorting through um, like wares that they bring from town to town to trade. Right. Uh, boy, where to begin, man? There is a lot going on there. Uh, the, really, the highlights were... Um, Right. The the main uh, precipitating event for our departure was our run-in with the Burgomaster, uh, Valakovich. Uh, so there's some debate in the town about who should be in charge and, you know, what the best policies are and whatever. So um, we, uh, we ended up going and talking to the Baron uh, about some of this stuff just so he was aware. And uh, while we were there, uh, we heard that he had a prisoner in the room next to us 
uh, that he was. Uh, it ended up. I'll fast forward a little. He was uh, I, what, being tortured for. What does that mean? Sorry, it's a uh, figure of speech where I'm from. Mm. Um, I'm just going to skip to the good part. Is what I mean. Oh. He uh, he was being tortured by the Baron and his men uh, for not smiling enough. Um, not smiling. And he had. Yes, yeah, so the Baron had, has this idea, listen, it's his idea, don't ask me about it, but uh, he thinks that the happiness of the town is the main thing protecting them from uh, Strad and his, uh, you know, wolves and bats and whatever. Um, so people who aren't happy and aren't smiling uh, are, you know, that's cracked down upon by the Baron and his team. Uh, again, I'm not saying that's a good policy, but it is the policy. So uh, this guy had... Uh, I believe his son had died and uh, wasn't uh, able to muster a smile often enough, so he got captured. And uh, they were beating a smile into him or something like that. Uh, we you know, tried to rescue this guy. It ended up working, but it cost us our, uh, our welcome in the town. Uh, so we went to make our escape. Simultaneously, apparently, the church was burning down, and we actually didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, but mm. it, events conspired in such a way that it, it, it just seemed like it was probably time to leave. Argyll turns and shares a, a look with his brother and then turns back to you and says, well, it sounds like you've had quite a time. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it wasn't like a total loss in town. Like we, we met some good people and we were able to, you know, rescue Arabelle and things like that. Like there, there were things that made the, our time there worthwhile, but overall... Which is I, good, because we'll never just, be able to go back. Right, yes, yeah, so we are... We are not... <laughs> we are, we are <laughs> we, on the one. We will never return. So, um... But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It uh, Things just didn't work out. We could have done some things better, I'll admit, but, uh, um, you know, live and learn, and we'll, you know... <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see if we can do better in the, the next place we go. Hmm. We, we did get a cool sword, so... At least there's that. Well, don't don't talk about that. <laughs> May I see? I'm sorry. It, uh, I was not paying attention for one second. Did you just reveal that we have the sunblade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Great. <laughs> um, so I kind of like like roll my eyes and take it out um, and ignite it. Uh, there are gasps around the tent. Yes, it's uh, pretty cool, huh? Eyes and size. Yeah, light of dawn is like great. Now, uh, <laughs> now I have to worry about them trying trying to. <laughs> Believe me of this artifact. Um, who wouldn't be tempted? Well, I think it's he, uh, he's groaning internally. I think it's the weapon that Madame Eva's fortune was leading us to, that we talked to you guys about the last time we were here. Even though I think Madame Eva's fortune was wrong because it was supposed to be knowledge, but it turned out to be a weapon. But whatever, I, that's that's fine, I guess. Aragol is grinning, and he says, "Madame Eva is rarely wrong." How long will you be staying with us? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Not long. I was thinking just for tonight, but uh, some events have, have happened that made me think that we should just go now. He tilts his head back and laughs. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> that, that doesn't help at all. He says, well, safe travels then. Yes, the safest. Yeah, cool, dude. <laughs> see ya. All right, we will see you guys around, maybe. Let's go. Oh, I'm sure. Where will you be headed next, friends? He okay. he you know, sort of shouts oh, down at you as you as you quickly walk down the <laughs> yeah, hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cockabee, guys. Cockabee. I... What? 
Yeah, whatever. Let's just go. He shouts from the top, Keep to the roads, friends! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good advice. It's a good thing they're looking out for us. There yeah, are unsavory to, uh, peoples out there at night. I think you we, don't should say. Just, we should just initiate the end game now. Let's go tell Casimir we're at it. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, should we, uh, yeah. we, should we, maybe, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I kind of would have liked to sleep around a fire with them. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we can hit up Casimir and see if she's got room in that little, little house. I don't, I don't think him. he was in the house. He was living in the woods. Yeah, he was doing his own thing. I thought the I thought the elves were in the houses that went around the hill. Not all elves are the same. You racist. <laughs> yeah, did we? No, did I, we I, see I think Casimir he like emerged from the woods. Uh, are, are any of the dusk elves there? As we get close, as we like uh, walk down the hill, the same dusk elf that you saw chopping wood outside his house is out again. And so, if you're walking back the way you came. Which is to say, you're walking north. Um, you see off to your left. Um, actually, yeah, you see off to your right the central house in the in the picture I showed you. Yeah. Yes, he's standing out front, just chopping woods on a or chopping logs on a stump. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll approach him. Hey, hey, uh, friend, we're uh, we're looking for Casimir. Can you point us in the right direction? He looks at you and says, "What business do you have with Casimir?" Uh, he uh, wanted to talk to us. Yeah. If he wanted to talk to you, I'm sure you would know where he was. Let's just go. <laughs> We're not ready anyway. Uh, all right, whatever. Uh, okay. I don't really follow the logic there, but all right. Cockaby will grumble to himself as he walks away. Regardless. All right, boys, we're on the road again. Uh, that that went Great. poorly. And Yeah, Cockaby, I'm not mad or anything, but just generally speaking, we don't want to tell people we have this sword. Oh. Um. Because they might want to take it from us, or they might not want us to use it, or there's a variety of reasons why it's advantageous for that to be a secret until, you know, it cannot be. I see, but you showed the Burgomaster. Right, because I thought it would intimidate him. That is, that it was useful to show him. It was not useful to tell the Vistani. Ah, uh, all right, I guess. <laughs> Light of Dawn <laughs> is... Is skeptical that this isn't going to happen again. So you pass through the woods and back out into the open, uh, where you still see low flames in the direction of the Church of Saint Andrew. Um, although the noise seems to have abated somewhat off to the east. All right. Hey, didn't uh, Eisen? Did you buy a tent? Uh, I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure you did. We'll just uh, say that I did. Yeah, because it was a two-man tent that we said was going to be perfect for the road because one person would be keeping watch anyway. Hmm. Sure, that sounds reasonable. All right, uh, well... Yeah, why don't we, we'll pop it down and uh, I'll take the first watch. Yeah, we got to find somewhere to camp and then let's camp. The path intersects with Old Zvalich Road, which runs east to west. I believe it's uh, Old Conkaby Road. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I mean, so let's... Uh, Let's head west a little, find a good spot to camp, and let's camp. Do we want to get off the road a little ways, or do you think it's safe to be on the road? Uh, yeah, probably off the road a little bit, but within sight of it. Easy for us to see the road, but perhaps obscured enough by the woods that, you know, it's not obvious where we are. And we don't need a fire, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll just rough it for tonight. Well, here, yeah, let me, uh, let me check north of the road and see if I can find a good place to set up camp. Okay, so we'll investigate the area. Trying okay. to find probably a place that's a little a little low, so that we can sort of peek over and see what's on the road. But we're yeah, like obscured. I'm looking, I'm looking for like like a 
you, you know in Lord of the Rings where they, they're in the Shire and they hide from the Ringwraith? I'm looking for something like that. It's just a big log. Yeah, like where we can go mm. like underneath and... Yeah, make, uh, make investigation checks. Actually, no, make survival checks. It's a 17. Okay. Uh, you are able to find, um, just off the path, something that looks uh, similar to that, that, uh, like, kind of tree root, uh, log, hollow situation, like there is, like it was in, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Um, so you can get off the road, uh, you're somewhat concealed, uh, but you still have easy access if you want to. Hey, hey guys, I found the perfect hollow for us to, uh, hunker down in and make camp for tonight. Great. Alright, Eisen, you said you were taking first watch? Yeah, you guys, uh, hunker down for the night, no. Alright, I will go second. Just wake me up. Okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll go third then, because there's only one. Alright, or excuse me, I'm going to sleep, it's been a long day. Uh, same here. Um, Cockabee will just kind of, like, sadly ponder the events of the day and then go to sleep. Okay, so hold on, who's on watch? Eisen. Eisen. Got it. Eisen, uh, give me a perception check. Oh, I'm so good at perception. Huh. 17. Okay. How so, perceptive of you. As the other two uh, set up the tent and uh, you hear them eventually stop moving around and go to sleep, uh, what are you doing while you're on watch? So I'm trying not to move around too much because the whole point is that I'm you know, somewhat concealed from the road and if I'm making a bunch of noise and moving around then that kind of goes away I am going to be looking away from the road because I figure if somebody's walking up I'll probably hear them and I'm keeping an eye more on the woods around us okay yeah Just so like as, against a tree or something as you had made your way down the road earlier you're, you're very familiar with what it sounds like for anything to move over it it's um, it's muddy and so there's that sort of slapping, sucking noise of, of walking through the mud. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not quiet. But uh, where you are down here, it's, uh, there's some grass, um, but everything's wet because of the, the persistent mist that hugs the ground. Um, and so the things that move through the forest at night make the occasional twig snapping, tree rustling sound. But there's also just um, the sort of muted sounds of things moving over the wet forest floor. Uh, And then occasional uh, birds and every once in a while a distant baying of a wolf. Uh, But as you're sitting with your back against a tree, uh, just trying to pay attention and track the movements of things as they make sounds uh, around you. As you're scanning, you see a shape of a of a what looks like a person, uh, uh, very distant, moving between the trees. Moving between the trees towards us? Yes. Uh, it, it does seem like it's getting closer, um, but it's, it's, all, it's moving right to left. It's not directly approaching. And it doesn't seem okay. like it's um, moving from tree to tree. It's just occasionally blocked by trees. You know what I mean? It's not sneaking. Um, in mm. fact, it seems like it's gliding. Uh, okay. And, and you realize that it's it's a woman in a in a gown, and she she's glowing. Oh, <laughs> no, it's a banshee. Yeah, 
Or, or, well, I guess it, I guess the, these are not mutually exclusive, but, um, his, uh, his sister, Katrina Belikovna, yeah, Katrina yeah, Belikovna, might be her. So, she's, um, she's within 200 feet of you. Okay. Well, and so she begins turning towards... Am I able to recognize... Oh, okay, cool. I am going to, uh, kind of poke at the tent and be like, wake up, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... Do I recognize it as Banshee? Make an Arcana check. Okay. Either way, I'm telling them that something is approaching, but let's okay. see if I know what this is. My Arcana is not good. Okay, yes, that's a nine. Okay, no, you, you've heard of Banshees before. Maybe this is a Banshee. And uh, Nerf and Shepard, each of you give me a uh, constitution check. That's a seven. That's uh, something very good. Okay. 22. So, um, Nerf, Cockabee is just confused. You are kind of waking up, but not. Uh. Uh, Light of Dawn is immediately, like, razor-sharp alert as soon as, uh, as soon as Aizen, uh, tries to wake him up. He, before he even pokes the tent, I, like, stroll out confidently. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the problem? Like, perfectly groomed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come this yeah. way. Then I, I point. Like, right there. <laughs> I, really I, I squint at it. I, I tried to leverage my massive intellect to, to figure out what's going on here. Uh, you also see this, uh, female figure gliding towards you. It is now a hundred feet away. So it this looks like point, a banshee is, to me. Is it obvious that she is approaching us? It it is now. Um, okay. I am going to call out presumably her name. I'm going to say Petrina Belikovna. Is that you? No response. No response. Okay, well maybe not then. She glides closer. Okay. <laughs> uh hmm. Hello. Do you mean harm to us? I'm going to uh take out some, like, cloth and try to stuff my ears with it. Okay. She's now 20 feet away. How's, I guess I'll take out my sword. How's our resident uh, cleric doing? What do you mean it's my turn to unload the wag? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I kick him. Eisen will Okay, that, that does it. And cool. Eisen now, um, as he's coming out of the tent, she is, she is upon you. Hey, who's that? Okay. And, uh, she... Halt! I, I call for her to halt. She leans down towards Aizen and opens her mouth, although none of you but Aizen hear. And then she disappears. Oh, very cool. Well, that was weird. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. that, that was a little unsettling. Aizen uh, yes, like is shaken. Things are weird here. What, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, I'm already awake. I'll take the next watch. You guys go back to sleep. Aizen, I'll let you Aizen know if something says, happens. Why would she say that? What did she say? I didn't hear anything. Like, did she whisper you, you, you something? You didn't hear that? She said, No. No one will ever know you died here. Well, I mean, that's probably <laughs> true in the event that we die. You're like, Why yeah, is that's it that all the but... spooky undead shit happens to me? <laughs> Are you undead? No. Cockabee does eyes in the grave. There was the, the gallows thing? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, good question. Maybe I am undead. <laughs> Maybe you just have bad luck, man. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's only two times. Yeah. If it happens a third time, that's it. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh huh. Eisen's just gonna kind of shuffle into the tent and kinda like. Mm. Hey guys, let me uh, let me take a look around real quick. I'm not, and I am gonna do eyes of the grave and 
look for any undead within 60 feet real quick. Okay. Um, oh, can you describe this again? What is uh, What does it look like when you do um, this? Cockaby is going to close his eyes and um, say a, a quick prayer to Kelimvor. And when he opens his eyes, instead of being red, his eyes are now green. Um, with his like pupils rolled back, it's just solid green. Mm. Okay. Um, and he just like I, I, that kind of picture. He's like perceiving the world almost like, um, almost almost like I'll do like another Lord of the Ring reference. Almost like when you're holding on the ring, where everything else is is kind of like faded, but things that are like of the magic of the ring are really clear. So everything else would be really faded, but anything undead would like come in hyper focused i uh i just watched all three extended editions last yes. weekend <laughs> i know that's uh, why i'm making those references and uh <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking is yeah there's like that bass drum um yeah. Yeah. sound and like your eyes roll into the back of your head and uh yeah so you you look around and uh you can hear some ominous whispers and you can see off in the distance strahd's castle um looking out over everything else, but looking around you, you don't see anything. You're alone out here. Did you see anything? No. Alright, just go to bed. I'll uh, wake you up when your watch is up. It's quiet. When you are up for a watch. Too quiet. (laughs) Just go to sleep. Okay, fine. Uh, (laughs) I'll go to sleep. Okay, I'm up. Okay, give me a perception check. Goldie Hen is gonna hop out and keep Light of Dawn company. He need, needn't, <laughs> or she needn't. I got a ten on my perception check. Okay. Turns out Goldie so, was distracting. I, I lick my lips as this uh, <laughs> chicken keeps coming up to me. I go, mm. Mm. my my stomach rumbles. Uh, what does Light of Dawn do while he's on watch? Um, he's just kind of messing with his uh his rune. Um, you know, making like little little like moats of, of magic, just kind of like dance all over the place and do stuff like that. Okay. He alternates between actually paying attention and just having fun with his magic. Hmm. Well, although it seems like a very long time, um, eventually he realizes that his watch is over. Oh, the time has flown. Uh, I, I go kick Cockby again and go, your turn. Uh, no, all right, I'm getting, getting out. Just five more minutes. I, I, I throw him <laughs> bodily from the tent okay, and take okay, his spot. Okay, I get it, I get it. Uh, all right. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna find like a little perch where I'm like kind of peering up over the root, and you just see like this pair of ears and these beady red eyes kind of peering out, mm. occasionally glancing about looking for things. Okay, make a perception check. In fact, let's just make this a standard every time you come on watch. Uh, give me a perception check. That is an eleven. All right. Um, and other than hunkering down in this little hiding position. What does Cockaby do? Cockaby is, uh, after like taking a quick look around, he's going to kind of clear out a little circle. Um, he's going to set up his uh, holy symbol of Kelimvor, the skeletal hand holding some scales, and um, kind of like next to it, completing the circle with him and the holy symbol, he's going to put his uh, nesting dolls of death that he got from uh, Blinsky's toys. Mm. Um, and he's he's just gonna like kind of sit cross-legged and and meditate. Okay. Well, a p- light of dawn is snuggled up against uh, Eisen. A pale Eisen sun, like a little safety teddy bear. A pale sun 
rise. Light of Dawn does a big cat stretch and it, it puts his uh, his butt in Aizen's face. A pale sun rises. Blood's been shed this day. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Aizen didn't get a lot of sleep because he's all. Aizen, you look like you didn't get a lot of sleep. I'm spooked. <laughs> Aizen, <laughs> you. I, I, like I said, I think you just got some bad luck. Man. You, got to, uh, you just got to forget about this stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Let's just let's just keep walking. It'll be all right. Listen, if you become undead, we'll just kill you. It will be fine. Yep. Nope. <laughs> okay. Promise. I promise. Oh, that's promise, like dude. literally oh, yeah, the whole no, part no, of my religion no. is to you know destroy undead yeah, because make sure the dead stay tr- dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I'll I'll even let Cockaby eat you so that you cannot come back. Oh, that really makes me feel a lot better, guys. <laughs> all right, that's what I'm talking about. I pat him on the back. Mm-hmm. I say, all right, let's let's get going. Let's go sure, west. Here, wait, let me pick some spells real quick. I, I guess we can do this while we're going. Eisen says, I just want to hit something. Want to hit something real bad, guys. <laughs> so you begin to move west, back down Old Zvalich Road, and eventually you come to an X intersection with branches to the northwest, northeast, southwest, and southeast. Uh, the lower half of a snapped wooden signpost thrusts upward at an angle near the eastern elbow of the intersection. The top half of the sign, featuring arms pointed in four directions, lies in the weeds nearby. You are here, just on the western side of this small stone bridge. Okay, so that's easy enough. Let's let's pick it up and point it so that Velaki is pointed east, since that's where Velaki is, and get an idea of what we're uh, looking at here. Okay, so you can see um, that Kresk and Solenka Pass uh, are to the southwest. Lake Baratak is to the northwest. Valaki and Ravenloft to the northeast, and Berez to the southeast. Berez? Hmm, that's a new one. Uh, we, we still have our map, so I guess we can get an idea of how far away Berez is. And then uh, Lake Baratok, we can see if anything's interesting. So it looks like Berez is, and uh, I forget what the legend is on this map here. Do we Do we have an idea of how long the distances are? Yeah, one one hex is one quarter mile. One quarter mile. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And it even gives us that on the map. So that town. It's like two miles away. That ain't bad. Um. There is like a little tower on Lake Baratok to the northwest, which is kind of the direction we were headed anyway, and that's about three miles. We. I mean, we can easily get there by the middle of the day. And, um, yeah, let, let, let's go west. Yeah. Um, All right. Hey, I think we let, should head northwest uh, along, and we can hit Lake Baratok. Um, we can see if that maybe that tower is a good place to to stop for the day for a break, or perhaps spend the night. And being closer to water will at least make it so that there's uh, fewer things to have to watch out for if we camp out for the night. Well, I mean, there might be waterborne beasts that we are not aware of. And. I'm just saying it's possible, you know. All right, let's go. Either way, I, I think we should have the Lake Bear talk. So let's Do head it. northwest. North, okay, at the fork in the road, we go northwest. Yeah. Right, that's where we are right now, aren't we? Yeah, so we're going to... Right. So I guess really we're heading north, and then we're going to we're gonna curve west. Sure. All right, let's go. And let's Eisen starts go. walking. Okay. Light of Dawn is, is whistling a, a tune. And this is a good time for us to take a 10-minute break. I need to look at my notes. 
Ahí está, ahí está, ahí. Perfecto. Running water must exceed a mass flow rate of one <clears throat> cubic meter per minute. Oh, so now we have to know what the density is? One cubic meter per minute? That's, yeah, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a half so, uh, dozen ten cubes. Yeah, because, so, I mean, so we're saying mass flow rate. Would a volumetric flow rate be? Well, also, months? you know, typically if you're talking about either one of those things, you have a pretty bounded... Like it's a pipe, and it's pretty obvious. Like Barovia is a closed system. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like if it's a lake and everything's just kind of sloshing around, what's the flow rate? Mm-hmm. Right, because there's no net movement. Yeah, it's a it's not a it's a scalar, not a vector. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just see these three vampires like debating <laughs> this on the side <laughs> of a river. Mm-hmm. The like, mist the walls form an important part of Barovia's unique water cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eisen actually subsists mostly on the diet of phytoplankton. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah. That's why he wants to go to Lake Baratok. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of algae over there. <laughs> Just slurping a pot. Yeah. So as, as you uh, debate volumetric flow rates uh, and walk northwest through the old Zvalich woods, um, you see forest that is similar to what you've been looking at before. Um, the path here is uh, a little less traveled, um, which isn't saying much. Um, the, the difference is, is mainly that you don't see the big uh, wagon ruts in the path that you've seen so far walking east to west along the Old Village Road. And uh, the, the rest is about the same. Um, the trees look about the same. The climate... It's, uh, as the sun comes up higher in the sky, it's less chilly, um, but it's still not warm. Can we see the sun? Not exactly, but you're pretty sure it's up there. <laughs> it is an overcast day. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta make sure that the weather matches with the, uh, the villain saga, because that's what's going on right now as well. Uh, don't tell me what I have to Uh-oh, sorry. <laughs> So you've got to you got to understand right now what I'm narrating is light of dawn's truth. <laughs> That's yeah, good point. Yeah, I of all people should know that. Um, yeah. So okay. just go, go ahead and vamp. You know while you walk, <laughs> while you walk through the the woods. Hey, Eisen, uh, tell me about where you're from. What is your uh, homeland? You know we we've been <laughs> together now in this party for a little bit, and I feel like I still don't know that much about you. You come to yeah. a cold mountain lake. Eisen <laughs> <laughs> was about to go on a whole tear about the kingdom of mini arrows and talk about like Obold and King Brunor, who was going to be great. Well, I'm, I'm glad I shut that, that down. Yeah. Wait, that sounds like it's from Drizzt stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it does sound like Drizzt stories. You come Listen, to a cold mountain lake enclosed by misty woods and rocky bluff. Thick fog creeps across the dark, still waters. The trail ends at a grass-covered causeway that stretches a hundred yards across the lake to a flat, marshy island with a stone tower. The tower is old and decrepit, with collapsing scaffolds clinging to one side where a large gash has split the wall. Time-worn griffin statues, their wings and flanks covered with moss, perch atop buttresses that support the wall. Parked near the base of the tower, within sight of the entrance, is a barrel-topped wagon spattered with mud. Does it look like it has a tiger in it? 
Ooh. Oh, wow. Yo, how cool is this? Okay. So, all so for everyone listening to the audio version of the podcast. Which um, is the only version that gets released. <laughs> which is the only one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which should be most of you. Th- this is... Uh, what the players are seeing right now is this animated scene um, that's uh, the tower that I described on this lake. So the water's moving, there's smoke coming out of the chimney, and there's also uh, water and bird sounds. It's pretty pretty fucking cool. But okay, so so looking at this, it, the tower is like really... It, there's like a little circle of land that extends into the lake, and the tower is taking up most of it. It's It's out there. And there, yeah, like you said, there's a wagon right there in front of it. I'm gonna go ahead and approach the tower. I'm, the scale is sort of difficult to interpret here. I, um, I'm looking at the wagon and the door, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I agree. What I'm looking at is is the reeds that uh, yeah. are right next to us. I don't know if, like, the ones on the left, are they like 30 foot tall reeds? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I, think be, I think we should make that canon that the reeds in Barovia are. The, the reeds are. Um, you, these are the largest reeds you've ever seen. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they look similar yeah. to banyan roots. Uh, yes. Reeds as big as dogs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to approach the door. Well, I guess I'll approach the wagon first. Okay. Yeah, I want to stop and listen for a second and see if I, I hear the sounds of activity. Under layers of mud, this wagon sports a fresh coat of purple paint. And its wheels have fancy gold trim. A brass lantern hangs from each corner. And red drapes cover a tombstone-shaped window on each side. A steel padlock secures the back door, hanging from which there is a cheap wooden sign that reads, Keep Out. Uh, I want to knock on it. <laughs> knock on the wagon? Yeah. Nothing happened. Hmm, interesting. It's hollow. Right, I want to go knock. I want to knock on the tower door. Oh, it's not just a solid wooden block. No, it's a... Uh, you knock... And uh, it's immediately obvious to you that it's hollow. Interesting. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> this seems to be a <laughs> container of some sort. Well, I mean, I assume that's why you were knocking. Uh, I think it's trying um, to communicate. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> okay, you go to the... Yeah, I want to go knock on the tower door. Uh, well, not so fast. Oh. I think I have things, uh, a, things to A share. narrative force halts <laughs> me in my Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm posting an image. Ooh. Oh my, the door has some kind of arcane symbol on it. The tower door is made of iron, with no visible handles or hinges. In the middle of the door is a large embossed symbol, a connected series of lines with eight stick figures set around it. Carved into the lintel above the... Excuse me, carved into the lintel above the door is a word, Kazan. Does that word mean anything to me? Make an arcana check. Got an idea if this fails. Ooh, I got a zero. <laughs> I, I, I got a 19. Uh, you have, you've heard Kazan. You don't think it's a word. You think it's a name. Um, Kazan, Kazan. But that's about it. It is a name. But that is about it. I don't, I don't, this really doesn't ring any bells other than I think I've heard of it before. So, audience, so, for your benefit, looking at this symbol that's on the door, it, it's a bunch of lines that are connecting what appear to be stick figures in different poses. So what Eisen would like to do, just looking at this, is starting with the pose indicated in the uh, roughly 11 o'clock position, 
and then mm-hmm. following along as the lines go, I'm just going to do a little dance and, and replicate those poses in sequence and see if anything happens and possibly shout this Kazan is, at the end. This is probably just a prank by Strahd to make people dance. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's got he, he's going to put it on his TikTok and I'm going to be really embarrassed. Yeah, I'm just going to act out the dance. Okay. As you do this, well, where, where's everyone else standing right now? Um, oh no! Probably standing next to him, watching. <laughs> yeah, him. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm. I'm like mimicking him, trying to figure out what's going on. He's just standing outside doing YMCA over <laughs> and over. Mm. Okay. Well, it's the, the door uh, it's, explodes. He kills it us looks all. Looks like Orange Justice. You complete the dance, and then the door creaks open. Fuck yeah! Wow. I yeah, boys. That's why you look at the nice, pictures. Nice dub. <laughs> I, I high five them. Arcana check a zero. No problem. <laughs> Not bad. Beyond the door is a five-foot square vestibule with a tattered curtain. Uh, let's see. Hold on. All right, we're, we're getting into map zone here, so just stand by. Oh, my. Oh. Is this an elevator? What the hell is this? There's, like, weird wooden statues surrounding yeah. a trap door. Or, no, maybe it is an elevator. Oh, hold on. Let me... I have a scene, too. Oh, snap. A skin. Oh, my. Oh, my. There's some hulking, uh... Whoa. Statues oh, more of 3D. muscular men. Okay, so yeah, we got some big old statues. We got some chains hanging from the ceiling, some of which seem to be attached to a wooden platform. So maybe it is an elevator. Maybe okay. this will pull up. So let's... A lot of spider webs. It doesn't look like it's inhabited. Cockaby feels this cool. the urge to poke one of the statues with this scimitar. <laughs> but oh, he hears <laughs> this, this voice echoing in his head saying, don't do that. You should do it. <laughs> As his character from a past Bet life warns him not to. <laughs> <clears throat> the flagstone floor is strewn with debris, and a few old crates stand near the east wall. A torn curtain to the south partially obscures the tower vest. A five-foot square indentation in the center of the floor contains four pulleys attached to taut iron chains that stretch up through a similarly sized hole in the rotted wooden seal. Standing next to the chains are four tall clay statues. Well, okay. Hello? So, Is anyone here? I bet those statues, like, pull the chains or something crazy like that. Yeah, or we can pull it ourselves. We just need to make sure that we stay on the unbalanced side because we're going we're gonna to be unstable on one, on one end. We just need to make sure our weight compensates for it. Well, I mean, if we pull down on the chain while standing on the platform... No, I think the, like, the there's four dangling chains as well. I think we pull down on those. Right, right but would we just... <laughs> would the elevator go up, or would we just lift ourselves on the chain? So where are you standing right now? Uh, I'm stepping onto the platform to investigate. Okay, as you step onto the platform, the four golems reach out with their right hands and grasp the chain. Hell yeah. Okay, well, that's yep, all I jump onto the platform next to Going up? To answer your question, I, I, it would absolutely work as long as you could just pull down on the chains. If it was if it was a rigid body, it wouldn't work. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, up, go, pull. I start shouting at, at the uh, statue. I say, Kazan. They begin to pull. And <gasps> it was definitely me. It was I, me I, saying I up. got this shit on. I do the dance again. <laughs> He's just flossing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's orange justice, I'm telling you. The golems pull... And they raise the platform up to the second level. Dust and cobwebs fill this otherwise empty room, the wooden floor of which is badly rotted and partially collapsed. 
Okay. Okay. Is there anything? <laughs> yes. Can we continue to go up? <clears throat> uh, you see arrow slits in the walls around. Oh no. <laughs> okay. No, no. I mean, I mean, those those like narrow windows are. Mm-hmm. You know, you could shoot arrows out. Oh, okay. What about crossbow bolts? You think that would no. probably work as well? Um, but you do know that they're called arrow slits, oh, and so okay. you might void the warranty if you fire a crossbow <laughs> yeah. bolt out of them. It's okay. I ripped a tag oh, off a yeah, mattress a few weeks ago. I have no fear. Uh, can we <laughs> yeah, continue F- to FBI ascend? Is, uh, <laughs> and you? Oh my god! He, you're gonna get our podcast taken. <laughs> what with the mattress tag? Right. Yeah. If if uh, if people were willing to abandon Spotify over Rogan putting out COVID misinformation, what do you think they're gonna do if they find out people are recommending people pull the tags off a of mattress? Yeah, advocating for anarchy as you are. All right, let's keep ascending. Uh, do you say that, or does Light of Dawn? Hey guys, let's keep going up on this elevator. Uh, as you say that, Kazan. Kazan. It, as you say that, uh, it begins to ascend again. Eisen has a moment where he goes, "Oh, we don't know how to make it go down." <laughs> I'm, I'm just say Kazan the background. No, Zach. The building falls over. Yeah. <laughs> the suspense. Oh my. Okay. Wow. Time and the elements have all but destroyed this chamber, leaving a gash in the northwest wall and slimy black mildew on the wall. The wooden floor is completely rotted and has begun to fall away in many places. Uh-oh. Uh, is there anything, that, like, any shelves or drawers or chests or, like, anything to look through? No. Okay. Let's continue to ascend. <laughs> you know, I, I was oh, thinking okay. this would make a new base if it was empty, but, uh, no, it this is definitely a, a reno job, you know. So this yeah. is definitely right. a section that I would have rewritten it if I thought you guys were going to come here today. Now that I'm looking at it, <laughs> are um, you saying that we did something unexpected? I, I am. <laughs> wow. So it kind of looks like there's like on the other side of that hole in the wall. There's another platform. Uh, it does look like that, but that's wrong. Like, okay. so some <laughs> these maps don't perfectly correspond to. What's in the module? Yeah. I think I think that's supposed to be scaffolding that's on the outside. Okay, sure. Um, um, it looks like maybe they were working on renovating the place, but then I don't know, died or something. Probably the contractor ran out. Yeah, or something like that. They were over budgets and uh, just stopped. Yeah, the, all the workers quit because of the great resignation that I, I heard Barovia is going through right now. Right, labor shortage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Where do we put our tokens? Um, put them here, right in the middle. Ooh, ooh! This is this is cozy. Yeah, and the lights are on, suggesting that someone is nearby. Nah, Unlike the levels below, this room shows signs of recent habitation. And although the place reeks of mold and mildew, it has plenty of creature comforts, including a cozy bed, a desk with matching chair, bright tapestries, and a large iron stove with plenty of wood to feed it. Light enters through arrow slits, as well as through dirt-caked windows with broken shutters. Other features of the room include a standing suit of armor and a wooden chest. Old wooden rafters bend under the weight of the tower roof, which has somehow remained intact. Mounted to the rafters are pulleys around which hang iron chains that support the tower's elevator platform. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like an undead wouldn't need all of this, right? So it's probably a normalish person? Probably. Um... There's only one way out of here, so we, uh, whatever we're gonna do here. I just wanted to see what's up, and we, we kind of ended up breaking and entering, so. Uh, who has the best sense of smell? 
Probably, Probably me. I'm a cat. It would, yeah, or me, because I'm aspect of the beast or whatever. <laughs> or the goblin. <laughs> you all smell a lavender aroma emanating from the wooden chest. Lavender? Oh my. Ooh, I, want, I, want, I want to go check out the chest. Aizen moves to stop Light of Dawn, but then realizes we're already criminals. There's no, there's no point. Yeah, I, all right. Hey, that is a good point that you did not make aloud, but I intuited. Um... Let's try to find out who lives here before I start rummaging through their stuff. Yeah, there's, uh, uh, yeah, I see an open uh, notebook over here. Let's yeah. uh, take a look. Yeah, let me see. Uh, I'm going to check this desk over here and see if there's like a journal or any writing or anything. We need to establish that they're an asshole before we steal from them. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to look, look, look through it for excuses that they're an asshole. It's going to be all about them like giving the charity. Yeah. Hey, uh, it, it looks like one time they... Uh, didn't tip their waiter. Oh, and they had a bad tweet seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gold, gold. It, it looks like back in the 80s they wore blackface on Halloween. Yep. Nope. We could totally rob this guy. What's what's in the, the journal? Uh, there is no journal. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there uh, any... The desk is bare. Uh, wow. The desk isn't real. Hey, this, this guy doesn't keep a... Whoever this person is doesn't keep a journal. So, I think. That oh, you know what bit. it is? It is a blank journal. This person wasted money on a journal and then didn't use it. So, um, I'll okay. I'll pick up. All right, screw it. I'm opening this chest. In Barovia, you're guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it locked? Uh, it is not. You open the chest and uh, see that it contains the severed head of a human Vistana. Uh, it's flesh guys, a, uh... has a waxy complexion and has been embalmed with oils, smelling of lavender. Do I recognize the uh, the head? No. Yeah, it's Arabelle. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, no, I, I don't feel bad about robbing this guy. That's true. That's true. Anything we yep. do now is justified. Yeah, no. Okay, um, let's, uh, what, what, let's, loot, let's loot the place. Yeah. Let's start rifling place. through everything. Yeah. We definitely learned uh, good lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, they shouldn't alienate the whole town when we do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but a guy who keeps heads in a chest—I mean, come on. No, I—I I, I think Kellenvor would would be okay with you know screwing this guy over. So yeah, let's. So do we do we see any other points of interest in the room for places things might be stored? Um, it's it's actually pretty Spartan. Um, so. It, there are plenty of places where things could be stored, but there just isn't much here. Mm-hmm. Um, here, mm-hmm. I guess I'll, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some time and I will cast detect magic as a ritual. Yeah, and in the meantime, I'm just, I, I just want to be, uh, uh, like looting the place. As you are going through the room up here, you hear the door downstairs shut. Uh oh, I, I want to like peer down and see if I can see, um. I guess I can't peer down because the elevator's all the way up, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's definitely obvious that someone's up here. Well, yeah, sure. I, I want to be able to look and see who's down there. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that we... You cannot see do not have the down there with surprise. the elevator up here. All right, l- guys, let's let's get down there. Yeah, so Aizen's going to... I, I get back on the elevator. Yeah, I'm going to step on the elevator, and I'm going to say, he's going to lower it and try to come up. We should step off on one of the one of the higher floors and you know, like jump him. Because yeah, he's going to expect us to be at the top. Yeah, like, I like. It. I think the second floor looks good. Let's do that one. Okay. All right. We we hop on the elevator and 
and wait. Uh, Nazak, go down. Move. The elevator starts moving down. <laughs> Great. Um, and it it looks like it's headed down to the first floor. So what are you what are you gonna do? Are you gonna step off on the second floor? Or? Yeah. yeah, let's okay. step off on the second. How, how high up is the second floor? Um, twenty feet. Oh my. Okay. That's a pretty tall first floor. It's got the cathedral I, ceiling. I think that's what this says. Yes. 20 feet. Okay. As we're getting, as we're descending, do we see anyone uh, on the bottom floor? Uh, no. Guys, I don't see anyone. We might just want to get all the way to the bottom. Or that's just what they want us to do. We'll, we'll be ready. I, I think we just take it all the way down. Okay. I'll cover the south side. I'll, I'll be facing the door. I'll just position myself <laughs> in whatever way you guys aren't facing. <laughs> What's this? So we make it to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure do. Do we s- see anything no. out of the ordinary? Nope. Okay, I go to open the door. It opens. Mm-hmm. I, I look out the door and see if there's anyone on the other side. There it is. Oh, my. Let's go to the wagon and see if it's uh, still hollow. It is. I, I look for any evidence uh, of anything weird having happened. There's none. Okay, great. Let's, let's <laughs> just get, leave. Yeah, let's get out of here. Um, this is a waste of time, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. Was there hmm. anything? Do we find anything up in the... Up uh, there? Other than that, no, I, I, no. I think I think we left before uh, before we completed our search. Or <laughs> As Did you're you guys around with the door, um, you hear the hoofs of a galloping horse <gasps> headed your way at high uh, speed. Uh, uh, quick. Back, back to the fourth floor. No, no, there's no time. Quick. Let's hide behind the wagon. Behind the wagon. Why, guys? Why hide? They aren't. They know we're here. Quick, make poses in front of the tower. I, I, I stand and wait. All right, I'll stand with you, my friend. A figure emerges on horseback from the forest. Um, it's a woman. She's riding a horse bareback. Uh. She she wears a brilliant red cloak uh, over a pale blue tunic, um, and it looks like she has uh, she's armed. She has a long sword on one side and a hand axe on the other. Um, olive colored skin, brown, uh, curly hair, and a red headband. Uh, she's riding this horse, um, and she sees you, and uh, she. She brings the horse almost all the way up to the door, looks at you, and uh, as she hurriedly does the uh, goes through the series of motions in order to get the door open, she hisses, "Who are you?" Uh, I go to keep the door shut, like push it so that she can't open it. As you go to touch it, actually, okay, so you reach to touch it, and she screams, "No!" Uh, what do you do? Uh, I guess I just get in front of her then. It- I, I get worried that the door's going to explode or something. Um, so I just stand between her and it. Okay. I, I have some questions for you. Just, I have no time to explain. We must go inside. Hmm. What's your name? Esmeralda. Okay. Move yes, out of my I way. You. Yeah, boy. Right. Uh, okay. And she, she does the dance, and the door opens up, and she runs in and says, Quickly. Yeah, we'll join. All right. Hello. We're Rectavio's friends, by the way. Hey, Esmeralda. How's your leg? Uh, and the door shuts behind you, and she says, Who are you? Uh, I'm Light of Dawn. This is Aizen and Cockabee. Like I said, we're friends of Rectavio. How you doing? I don't know who that is. 
Okay, we're friends of... Okay, whatever. Uh, anyway, we're friends with <laughs> with Rick Davio. Is she missing a he leg? Told us to, Is this the right woman? Yeah. He, Did he have a different uh, he name told us they were supposed to, uh, to use? Yeah. He's the half-elf who uses this guy's self to look like a human or the other way around or whatever. Um, he he told us to tell you that he is in Valaki. At the Blue Water Inn. At the Blue Water Inn. He has a saber-toothed tiger. That he was course. training to it, eat it, Vistani. Yeah, does this, does this sound familiar at all to you? Yes, yes thank you. Uh, and now, she, a, a she like, collapses against one of the walls. Um, and you can see that she does have a, um, a prosthetic leg. Okay. Uh, it looks exotic. It's like a... Uh, Crafted out of some kind of strange metal. Um, here, I'm gonna put it. It's like a Dwimmer leg. So anyway, uh, what's up with the head in the chest? Oh yeah, so that was gonna be my. Eisen was thinking like, uh oh, I wonder if uh, maybe the the real Esmeralda has been killed and this is like a shapeshifter. Did, did the head look like her? Oh no, the head was of a man. Oh, okay. I misheard. I thought it was a woman. Oh no no no! You misunderstood. Oh, yeah, so I should have said Vistan X, um, <laughs> but mm, Vistani is plural, and Vistana is singular for both males and females. Wait, so, Esmeralda, oh, okay. have, have you been staying here? Uh, she she looks at you and says, yes. Uh, so what's up with the head yeah, in your chest? Yeah, why do you have a lavender-smelling head in the chest upstairs? It was here when I got... Hmm... Uh, and you, you can see now, as she's talking to you, that she is, she's not just winded, she's hurt. You look hurt. And she is <laughs> clutching a wound in her side. Uh, Cockabee says, will reach forward and say, here, let me help you with that. And I'll cast Cure Wounds. And nothing happens. <gasps> Uh-oh, is she undead? No, no, like, no magic comes out. Uh, oh, so I don't use my try to- slot. Okay. I, I try to use minor magic when I see that his magic fails. Nothing happened. Hey, the, there's something weird going on. We can't do magic. She uh, says, yes, it's it's the tower. Um, is, is anyone out there? It's, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, uh, Eisen uh, will I'll take a look out and the go up. Nay, yeah, I'm going to go up to the uh, to the arrow slits and okay. take a look. Okay, yeah, you don't see anyone. Looks I'll like the coast is clear. She's outside. Get me outside. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go back down. Back there. Uh, Nazak. Um, and it looks like she she rode in here on a burst of adrenaline that is wearing off. Um, and and you're you're able to help her outside. Um, and uh, as you recast your healing magic, uh, it works. Oh, let me recast it again. You know what? And you're looking pretty rough, so I'm actually going to do this at second level. Oh my. Do do. So, uh, so yeah, this, uh, Rickavio guy told us to look out for you and direct you towards him at the Blue Water Inn and at Velaki. Said you were partners. She looks at you and says, hey, thank you for helping. Uh, but you must understand, I don't know if I can trust you. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. I mean, I do, sure. I'll be honest, I'm not going to spend a ton of time trying to convince you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She, she says... There may no, there may not be any point in me asking. Uh, but are you servants of Strahd? Uh, no, quite what, the opposite. Uh, what, in fact, what, what if I said <laughs> yes? Like, what would you do? I don't know. Like, if I say no, will you believe me? I don't know. I, I like to think I have a a good ear for honesty. Uh, we we're no, we're, to kill we're actually 
yeah, trying to kind of like get rid of him so we can leave. Yeah, yeah we're we're very much in the anti Strahd camp. Yeah, we got pulled in here kind of against our will or tricked here, and uh, would not like to stick around. Yes, and and our understanding of the situation is that we can't leave if he's around. So, uh, you know, plus we hear he's a pretty bad guy, so but he's gotta go. Overall, yeah, we're uh, not his biggest fans. Make a persuasion check. This is a group. Are we all doing this or? Uh, you Light can of all... Dawn speaks for us. Yeah, Light of Dawn speaks for you. Sixteen. Hmm. Sixteen. Okay. She nods. The one you call Rictavio is the famous, the famous vampire hunt, Rudolf van Richten. <clears throat> Rudolf. I'm sorry. Let me update my spreadsheet. <laughs> Rudolf okay. van Richten. You say. Go on. I am. I am his pupil. I knew. He's talked for so long about coming to Barovia to vanquish the Devil Strong, but I urged him against it. It was too much, and he has grown too old. He was gone one day, and I, I knew he had finally given in to temptation. And so I, too, have followed. Okay. Do you guys have any leads on how to deal with Strahd? Well, I mean, he's a vampire. He uh-huh. may be a particularly powerful one, but he should share the same traditional weaknesses. Running water, sunlight... And she looks um, up and says, although that's not something we can use here. Um, holy water, stakes. And she looks at you and says, there are legends, though, about Strahd and this land um, of special uh, relics of significance that could be used. Um, a sword, you don't say, for example, uh, forged long ago, imbued with the power of the sun. Um, uh-huh. Sounds familiar. There, there. I think there's that, some ancient knowledge and uh, something else. I can... What was the other thing? Yeah, we've never heard of that sun sword before. Hmm. Uh, she says, well, let, let me check my notes. And she starts flipping through her notes. <laughs> she says, oh, yes. The, the Tome of Strahd and the Holy Symbol of Ravenkind. That was the other one, the Holy Symbol, yeah. No, we uh, when we came here, we got uh, Madame Eva, a local, um, uh, you know, seer or something. Uh, she told us about these three things, and we are on a, on the hunt for them. Hmm. Well, Valaki. Yeah. Now, uh, Valaki is kind of a shit show right now. Yeah, I'm I, sure he's fine, but uh, but when did you uh, last see him? Two days ago, maybe. <laughs> when did we get kicked out of the Blue Water Inn? Yeah. I mean, it was that was yesterday. A couple so of days probably ago. two days ago. But the town that, that, like, like my friend said, the town's in bad shape. So yeah, I would go soon if you're Although, gonna go. Today is the day of the uh, the Blazing Sun Festival. Oh yeah, uh, uh, it's too bad we missed. Sure that will well. go off without a hitch. Mm. He should be there. If you go to Valaki now, uh, 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 what time is it? Ooh, actually, it might already be over. Uh, it's what probably around noon or maybe after. Well, anyway, we saw him in Valaki. He was fine. Uh, yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, seems uh, quirky, quirky but cool. Have you uh, have you been to Crest recently by any chance? No, I have not. Oh, have you heard anything about it? That's where we're headed. Yeah. No. She, she says, I, I, and she slumps a little bit and says, I, I went directly to the castle. Oh, oof! I'm guessing oh, yeah, that didn't go pretty, too well. Yeah, that was probably not the greatest idea. 
I am lucky that Strahd toyed. I know he could have killed me in an instant, but I fear that now he will hunt. Oh. Mm. Uh, well, tell you what. If That's you can't find Arcavio, if, uh, then why don't you, uh, join us in Kresh and you can, uh, jaunt around with us and they'll probably will eventually run into him again. But, you know, strength in numbers, right? She's like, I must find I mean, Fandor. Oh, yeah, I'm saying if you can't, though. Sure. Well, he's in, he was in Valaki very recently, so he's probably still there. Yes. I will go to Valaki. It's to the east, in case you didn't know. Yeah, Take the road yeah. here, go <laughs> east, uh, you'll move south a little, uh, then when you go to the bridge, go east, and that's where Valaki is. And she uh, gets the horse all rigged up to the wagon and sets off. Cool. All right. Well, that was useful. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey guys, I, if we can take some time, I want to do a quick ceremony for this head. It would just—it would make me feel bad if we just kind of left it there. Sure. Okay. Cool. It's listen. Based on what's going on here, here's my guess, right? Because Barovia is creepy. Uh, the only thing keeping that head from like coming back to life and like flying around or something is that uh, it's in this anti-magic. Which how are you going to do a magic ceremony in this house, by the way? Mm, good point. Ah, oh, we could always like take it outside and see what it does. <clears throat> I guess. Um, sure. Whatever. I don't know. I, I mean, at least, at least, at least, gotta it. try it here. Let's uh, here we'll we'll stay in the house and roll the head outside and see what happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll go up, grab the head, bring it down, and then roll it out the <laughs> door. Oddly disrespectful of of the dead for a cleric. Okay. Um. It's okay. You do we'll... that. It's very tense, and nothing happens. <sighs> Uh, see, I figured you take it out the chest, and then just to minimize the amount of time you're holding it, because it would be disrespectful, you just toss it out the window, and I catch it. <laughs> Four! Okay. All right, let's do that ceremony. And yep. All right. Get to move on. So, somewhere on the shore by the reeds, I'll, um, I'll dig him a nice grave, uh, put him down... <clears throat> I'll kind of arrange some stones um, in. I want to arrange it in like like a like a Celtic knot type symbol. Um, That's cultural appropriation. <laughs> and then and then yeah, say some nice words about death being uh, the next step and not something to fear. And uh, yeah, there we go. Okay, all done. By this point, it's uh, early afternoon. You guys want to just hang out here? It seems pretty safe. Um, and head out to crash tomorrow. Yeah. That's, uh... I mean, I definitely don't want to have a repeat of last night. So, let's, uh... Right, and we can just stay inside, then we don't even need to post a watch, really, because we'll hear them coming in the door. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, especially if we keep the, uh... the elevator up top. Yeah, yeah, we could go upstairs. Yeah, there's a bed and everything. Perfect. Let's do it. Good idea. All right. right, so we'll we'll while away the time. Uh, I'll I'll bust out my uh, guitar and play some tunes while we wait for the sun to set. Eisen, out of his backpack, takes the uh, pot of pottage that he's been carrying, with <laughs> <him>. <laughs> tosses in a few leeks. It's covered in mold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it adds flavor. It adds character. Yeah. It's called dunder. Bonus scene. Oh snap! Oh, this is pretty cool. Ooh. It's uh, it's panning around now. Oh, look at the transition! Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! Yeah, somebody put like 
a lot of effort okay. into this. This looks nice. So I was right on the scale. These reeds are just fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're huge. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Yeah, this is this. It looks so cozy. Yeah. See, this is the kind of house I'm looking to buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, man, we oh, should no, just stay here. Rising, this is awesome. The rising uh, sea levels will sweep it away. Well, no, no, no. I mean, because there's a lot of tower that'll still be accessible. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Very cozy. All right, so we're we're spending the night then. Who is on watch first? Uh, we're not doing watches. Yeah. Oh, you're not doing watches. Dennis. Okay. I don't know that it's yeah. necessary, given that the door and the trap, the uh, elevator. Got it. We can roll perception with disadvantage if that works, because we're all asleep. Nope. No, that's fine. You just don't perceive anything. <laughs> Fifty banshees show up. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna die here. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. All right. So you wake up in the morning. I uh stretch. <sighs> All right, boys. Let's uh start heading west. Yep. Let's get to it. And uh, is there a like a boat that we can just take across the lake? It looks like we can save a little bit of time by. Eh, but you know what? If we if we head south, we, we stay on, the yeah. We stay on the road if we take the long way, so it's probably easier. Uh, and yeah, there's no boat. Okay. Um. Yeah. So let's just hit the road. I guess. I feel okay. I feel stressed. There's some pep. Uh, stressed. Uh, I feel refreshed. You there's feel some pep in my step. Yeah, restressed. Yeah. yeah. Um, that wasn't so, that bad. We'll have to remember that tower we're traveling through here again. After a couple of miles, as you hook, uh, you, you head south uh, away from Lake Baratak and then west, you reach another bridge that goes over the river that you were you know, looking at uh, southwest down the lake. And uh, before you cross the bridge, you see a weather-worn signpost next to the road. The three arms of the sign point along the three branches of the road. The arm pointing north reads Crash. And through the woods, you can see an arching stone bridge spanning a river. The arm pointing east reads Velaki, and the load the road slopes up gradually in that direction. The arm pointing southwest reads the Wizard of Wine. The road slopes gently downward in that direction. <clears throat> hey, hey guys, wines. should we should we go check out the Wizard of Wines? Like, I, I know we wanted to check out Crash, but I, I feel really bad for for what we did to Erwin. And yeah, and you know what? You if know we what? could help yeah. him out just a little bit, I, I kind of would like to do that. Let's go see what's up. Ladinon, what do you think? Sorry, you said we should go which way first? Wizard uh, of Southwest. Wines. Yeah. The Wizard of Wine? Uh, yeah, why not? Sure. Looking to wet my whistle. Southwest Ho! Okay. Get some more of that Purple Dragon Crush number three. No, it's Red Dragon Crush. It was no, Red purple. Dragon Crush. It was a Purple Grape yeah, Mash. It, purple Grape <laughs> purple mash. Grape mash. It's been so long. I, I need Irwin my Irwin would be ashamed. So as you're standing having this conversation, you see a lone figure walk across the bridge from the north. Ooh. What do they look um, like? Oh. Uh, a figure walks alone with the stride and bearing of one who knows no fear. Clad in rusty armor, it clutches a gleaming longsword in its pale hand and looks ready for a fight. Oh. So you're looking at a, a lone man um, wearing the tattered remains of armor. And as he approaches, you see that not only is he dead, but he is long dead and mutilated. Um, and in fact, uh, his whole lower jaw is gone. Eisen uh -oh. looks at Cockabee and says, it's Reeve. time to put someone to rest. 
Hey, hey, and buddy, yeah, no, you're. it's time for you to die. You know, you need to move now, on. Again. He, uh, <laughs> as, as he walks, uh, he, he does approach you, but he stops 50 feet or so away uh, and d- does n- just stands there and looks at Eisen shouts, hello there. Um, you can see that he is clad in tattered chain. Um, kind of, does he seem to respond at all when I speak to him? Uh, sort of. Um, it, he doesn't respond, but you kind of get the sense that he hears you. Um, and as he, he begins to walk a bit closer, and you can see that he has a, uh, a kite shield, uh, with a faded silver dragon embossed on it. Ooh. Well, buddy, we'll see if we can make you stay dead. He pauses about 30 feet away, and you can see that in those dead eyes, there is intelligence, mm. as well as hatred. Okay, cool. That's all I need. He is, yeah, he is undead, guys. There's, uh... <laughs> let, let's yeah, do He I, points I, at I, you. I, draw, I, I draw my lightsaber. He points at you, and then he points back towards Castle Ravenloft. Uh... And then looks at you. You want us to you go with you to Castle Ravenloft? Do you have a piece of paper that you can write on or something? He. Do you understand what I'm saying? He nods. Do you want to kill Strahd? He nods. Uh, do you have allies? He takes his sword and beats it against his shield. Okay, so that's a uh, no. <laughs> that would be no. It, or is he saying that? Are you saying that the symbol on your shield is is your allegiance? He nods. Hmm. Can you take us to your allies? He shakes his head. Are your allies all dead? (laughs) He takes his sword and points southeast Hmm. and then sheaths. All right, guys, huddle up. So basically what I'm trying to establish is whether this guy is like a bad guy. What are your thoughts? I mean, okay, he wants to kill Strahd, so he's... Not the baddest guy, but he's... Well, I mean, it could depend on what his reason is. What if he wants to, you know, assume the throne yeah, himself? Well, and he, he's, he can still be a He's also guy. undead, which is, you know, foreboding. Right, which sickens you yeah, to Exactly, your no. So he needs to... We need to, like, help him on to the, you know, the next step. All right, is, is that what you think we should do? I mean, that's that's my vote. Let's do it. Eisen? Uh, I'll, I'll do whatever you guys want. I could go either way on this. All right. Uh, I, yeah, seems seems like a good idea. Um, all right. All right. So we, I break the huddle and I I, I address the <laughs> the, uh, the undead guy. And say, uh, we are going to put you to rest. That is our decision. I hope you are okay with that. His eyes I draw my sword. flare and he shakes his head and draws his sword. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> super ignited. Everybody roll initiative. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Hell okay, yeah. so I'm going to. Uh, ignite my sword. All right. I've already done that or whatever. Sure. So I'm going to uh, run over to the Revenant, and uh, I'm going to attack him with my sword. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and give me a roll. Give me a roll. 14. Uh, that will hit. Oh. Okay. I'm kind of spread. Uh, damage. 10 radiant damage. Um, I-, I believe this is all radiant damage. Reals, yeah, deals radiant damage instead of sapphire damage. When you hit an undead with it, the target takes an extra 1d8 radiant damage. 
Okay. So that would be... So you, uh, you already added the, the D8? Or? No. Uh, that's another 7 damage. So 17 radiant damage okay. total. And then I'll use my cool uh, rune blast feature um, to uh, do another 1d4 force damage. Two. Um, so I, I run over, I do this big slash, and it, it, it tears a, a hole right through this guy. Um, and then with my offhand after that, I do... Uh, a, a little force push that uh, slaps him around a little. That's pretty much it. All right. And I go, Hah! Very cool. Aizen is up. All right. Aizen will approach to uh, within, you know, as close as I can, 30 feet. So, da-da. And then, I believe I am... Okay, so with, he's within 10 feet of me. I'm going to go into a rage. And I'm going to use my form of the beast tail feature. I grow a lashing spiny tail, which deals some some piercing damage on a hit, and has the reach property. I can I can do ten feet with it. Hmm. Okay. Um, and that's a twenty-five. That will hit. Wowie. And that'll be eleven piercing damage. So Eisen's okay, running up with this big old, you know, he's got his axe, and he's like, ah, and then just a tail sprouts out and lashes around and jabs the guy right in the chest. Nice. Okay. The Revenant is up, and he goes to attack Light of Dawn. Just try it. Sorry about this, by the way. You seem like a good guy. <laughs> so he slashes at you with his sword uh, and deals 14 damage. Does he roll the hit first? Uh, yeah, he probably should. That's a good point. <laughs> he's, nah. he's got homing swords. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh... <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, plus seven, so 19 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, I just lost re- con- the connection to the server, so... Uh-oh. Uh, that's how powerful me, so. it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, it hurts, but I'm... I'll be okay. All right, well, we'll see how much damage the second one does. Oh, great. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> the next one does the second slash. He rakes across you to 17. Does that one roll to hit? Uh, yeah. You just didn't see it because I'm rolling privately. Okay. I, I'm refreshing, so I won't be able to update it for a second. Sure. Well, that doesn't kill me, but it uh, that's that's a lot of damage. Uh oh. You hear Eisen say, "Shit." Cockabee, <laughs> <laughs> we need heals. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. It, that, that's it for... Uh, I, I can't do anything right now because I'm out of the game, but, I mean, the next person can go. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so this Revenant walks up and just whoosh, two brutal slashes. Um, uh, as it... Uh, right, actually, it walked up, dropped its shield on the ground, and, and did those two slashes, and then looks up at uh, Cockabee. And it is Cockabee's turn. Okay. Cockabee is going to run up kind of behind Light of Dawn. <clears throat> so we'll go one step back. Um, <clears throat> he's going to yell, uh, I, I, Dory, I got gotcha. you. Um, and I'm going to cast, uh, we'll do healing word because I can't quite get to touch you for now. <laughs> Great one. We'll give, uh, we'll give him five healing. Um, <clears throat> nice. And then I will, I will look at, uh, I will look at the revenant in the face, and I'll, and I'll say, um, ah, don't worry, we will bring you to rest. Um, and I will use my 
action to channel divinity um, path to the grave. Ye- oh. Um, so I choose one creature I can see within 30 feet, cursing it as I point at it and say, <clears throat> um, you know, it, it is your time to rest. Uh, the dead were not meant to be undead. Uh, and now the next time an ally of mine hits it with an attack, um, the revenant's vulnerable to all of that attack's damage. Mm. Okay. Nice. Noise. Mm. All right. And thus ends my turn. Light of dawn is up. I'm going to use my assault feature. What that allows me to do is... Um, hang on, let me find it. Okay. <laughs> give me give me a sec. <laughs> um, or sorry, I'm using my army of one skill. Uh, so I teleport. I can use this action to spend all my remaining speed, which is all of it. Teleport towards a target. You can see within a number of feet, blah, blah, blah. I, so I'm going to teleport behind him. Um... And then I make three melee weapon attack rolls. Oh, hell um, yeah. So, boom, I'm behind him. Uh, so, I'm just going to roll all this. Um, so, what is my... Sorry, this this is a little complicated. I wasn't able to code this very well. So, I'm just not doing it. Um, my Sunblade is plus nine to hit. <laughs> wow. Because it's, it's, it's a plus two. Right. Um, okay, so a 15... Um, I'm just gonna do that again. Uh, is there like a, a just a re-roll button? Just do the same thing. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, oh that that's a natty one. Um, and then next one is a 19. So, well, you get the first uh, one. Yeah, blah blah blah. So I deal damage. Um, 2d4 per attack. Uh, 2d4 per attack that hit plus two times your dexterity modifier. So that would be... It, it, this is really weird. <laughs> um, what is... Oh, you're a custom class. Yeah, right. I know. That's, that's why this is weird. So... Well, don't, we won't have so to worry about that next time. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... So that's 14 damage plus... Uh, oops. Uh, plus 1d8 um, for my... Uh, so that's 19 radiant damage, which he is vulnerable to now. So I think that means it's he takes twice as much damage. Yeah, 38, I guess. That's my understanding of the rules. So, Slam. So that's 38 damage on the first one. So I, I, I rolled in. I, yeah, I crit failed on the next one. So right. what happens? Uh, well, nerf and uh, Jack, what do you think should happen on the crit fail? I, I feel like he's the first one cut so deep um, that it gets the Sunblade gets stuck and he he has to like yank it out. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What, so what we'll, do you think? Uh, sorry. What do you think? Jack, I'm trying to think of how it works with the Sunblade because it is like you can just turn it off. It doesn't get stuck in things if you're thinking about it. But mm. I guess this is the this is his first time using it, so maybe he's not accustomed to it. So that that works. He just yeah, maybe my instinct doesn't kick yeah, in. Yeah, he he's using this thing like it's an actual sword, but it's way lighter and way faster, and it's fucking with his balance. And I think it just kind of rips through him on the first time, does a ton of damage, but he just, he's kind of stumbles and isn't able to recover from it and, like, kind of trips over himself. Hmm. I don't know what exactly that looks like in terms of gameplay. He doesn't get a second attack, but... So I'm going to say that, yeah, we'll go with that. Basically, you're thrown off by the way this thing cuts and its weight and its balance. And so you get your first slash and uh, and you lose it. Um, you 
like wrench too hard trying to pull it out, and you, you just don't need to, and you wind up flinging it behind you. Um, and so you see the the now extinguished hilt of the sword is over here. Okay, well, another th- feature of this thing is after my attacks, I'm teleported to a random unoccupied space within 15 feet of the target. Oh, <laughs> well, here, I'll use, a, so I, I'll that, use that, a random number generator to generate yeah. a direction. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what court with zero degrees being up and then going counterclockwise. I do the old grand between zero, 360, uh, 129. So that'll be like here. No. Nope. That's clockwise, not counterclockwise. Yes, yeah, zero degrees, and then clockwise is is yeah. positive. That's the standard. So you, you would end I, up like here. I concur. Okay, great. So I'm there, and then uh, for my uh, bonus action, I summon my sword back to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Because um, I got a weapon bond, um, so it just uh, it just kind of like fades out from over there, back in my hand. All right, Eisen. Eisen's very confused by what he saw, but he's also very mad. So he just walks on up, goes to take a swing with his uh, with his great axe, which he can still hold because I took the the tail, which obviously doesn't use a hand. That will hit twenty four to hit. Take a big old swing, and uh, wow, that's a little disappointing. Eight damage. Okay, got it. And then uh, that will be. I guess I will just sort of move to position myself kind of between the Revenant and Light of Dawn. Kind of like that. Got it. All right. Um, and with you there, the Revenant will take its turn. So, <gasps> grasping its sword in both hands, it will slash you twice. Uh, are, did you oh, go my. into a rage? Uh, yeah, I did that at the beginning. Okay. As a bonus action on my first round. So, my AC is 16. <laughs> uh, he just hits you twice. Okay. Um... Uh, Eisen! Ah! Eisen laughs. <laughs> Pain, yes. This is what and I wanted. Says, what kind of damage type were we looking at here? <laughs> uh, it is physical slashing damage. It's a total of um, 24. Oh, it sounds like a total of 12. More like 12, yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, if you're in a rage, you have resistance to uh, a lot of damage types, and one of them is slashing damage. Eisen's feeling fine okay and then again so the first time you know he slashed at light of dawn and then stared fixing his fiery gaze on cockaby this time he slices up eyes and then fixes his fiery gaze on cockaby (laughs) (laughs) eisen says fix light up and we'll take care of this guy cockaby you're up um cockaby uh looks at the Revenant meeting his gaze and says, be at peace and cast Bane on him. Um, so he needs to make a DC 14 Christmas saving throw. Pass. Fuck! Alright. You win this round, creature. And Cockabee's just gonna come up behind, uh, uh... Light of Dawn. Uh, light, of, uh, light of Dawn and Aizen. Okay. Cockabee. I mean, Light of Dawn. Running around the, uh, <laughs> running around the crew, he says, "Let's flank him!" And he uh, uh, runs this way, leaps off the rock, and does a, a spinning slash as he lands over here to uh, right at the revenant's head. Very right. cool. Very cool. Do I get advantage for flanking? Uh, make an acrobatics check. 
shouldn't have said he jumped. It's a mistake. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can have advantage. <laughs> Fuck him up! Ooh, 25. Nice. That'll hit. Okay, so that's 13 damage plus another 1d8. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, 14 damage. Is the revenant uh, still vulnerable? I'm... No, no. no it, it shouldn't be. It was just the first it was attack. Just, uh, it only lasts for one. Alright. So, 14 damage, uh, radiant plus another, uh, another three force damage. Okay. You don't need to resist so much. <laughs> Light of Dawn wheezes. <laughs> yeah. So Eisen sees the this cool, uh, kind of cool. He sees an okay acrobatics move from Light of Dawn, and then a, a heavy slash into the back. The Revenant stumbles forward a bit, and Eisen just gears up for a big overhead chop. And it is Ooh, that's pretty good. A twenty-two. You should also get advantage for flanking. I think. That's true. Um, a DM. How do we feel? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna let you have advantage if you can justify it with a cool ability check of some kind. Um, Eisen is trying to intimidate this guy into, like, <laughs> look how much damage we've done to you, and you were barely even able to touch me. And he's gonna try to intimidate this guy into, like, submission. Nice. Give it a shot. The undead, famously easy to intimidate. Uh, 17. Hey, I mean, that's pretty badass. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Alright, so, second attack roll. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the original 22. That's a bit higher than 10. <laughs> so, I do another 8 damage. Okay. Hey, are you factoring in your um, rage damage into this? Uh, oh, hold on. Does rage let you do extra damage? Yeah. Yeah, you, you get a, a static bonus. I think yours is oh, plus, plus 2. Oh, plus 2 melee damage with strength weapons. No kidding. Okay. Then, then yeah, I guess... So in total, it should be an extra four. Although I know that, that if I wasn't paying attention, I probably shouldn't get it for the last round. This should be a ten. Okay, so what's the damage total? The damage total for this round is ten. Got it. Thank you All for right. the check. I didn't realize that. I know everything. And Eisen is it? No, I have Eisen's too. Yeah, we just did that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I don't think still selected bit. to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the revenant is now up, and he wheels on light and dawn. Um, Good. Good thing he's baned. Oh, wait. Aizen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, shoots Cockabee a side eye and says, should have healed Light it on. Uh, 18 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. He slices you twice for 37 damage. Okay. Uh, I am unconscious. No! Did, the, did it take both hits? Or actually, uh, how much HP do you have at the beginning of the turn? Uh, shit, I just... Uh, it was... 17. Okay. So he slashes you once, and you go down. And then he turns and slashes Aizen. Okay, so how much damage did you do? Sorry? Uh, 19. Aizen, he was in a rage before, but now he's pissed. Okay. And uh, does 18 hit Aizen? 18 does it. Okay, 18 damage. Slashing, though, so... <laughs> More like 9. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then he looks up, his eyes burning... And <laughs> it's fine. I don't think he has any real malice in his heart. Eisen says, go heal <laughs> light. Uh, Cock he actually has distance spells he can use. Cockabee <laughs> will uh, glare back at him and say, um, I said rest and boldly tried <laughs> past oh my him. God. And <laughs> I'm going to cast... Uh, Cure wounds. Burning hands. 
Yeah. <laughs> Burning hands have finished the job. Uh, it was me all the time. Um, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at second level. Um, but because of my uh, Circle of Mortality feature, I don't need to roll. I do the maximum possible HP on each dice. Um, so that's uh, 16 plus 4, 20 points of healing. Damn. Nice. That's pretty cool. I like that feature. Now, uh, here's, the, here's the part where that doesn't really matter, though. I do appreciate it, because he, he's going to kill me in one hit anyway, so having one HP or having, uh, you know, 20 is really not actually any different. And then I'm going to disengage and stand behind you, uh, using my bonus action to disengage, because I'm a goblin. Right. <clears throat> and the good news is that will potentially let you tank one hit, which will, I mean, if you can absorb two... Although, I mean, you're definitely our biggest damage dealer here. <laughs> Ideally. Mm. Man, it would have been nice pretty cool. Episode. I just realized with this, uh, I don't know if this is new for this combat. This There's a couple of things going on with this initiative that I haven't seen before, but you are up. It sent me a little message that said, get ready, you're next. How handy mm-hmm. is that? I, I accidentally closed the initiative window, so I can't see it. I don't know how to get it back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I I spring up to my feet and go, yeah, and I, I attack him again. Uh, attack. Ugh. Lol. Nine. Miss. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to ignite the sword. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 go to, I go to swing, and, and it's not there. I go, I turn it on, but I've, I've missed my shot. Eisen's, it looks uh, really cool, though. Shaking his head and going, you know, maybe we should have done some some sparring. <laughs> we... I'll get used to it. Yeah, will you at this rate? I'm I'm getting there, and then yeah, he shoots me with a cannonball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess it's me. So Eisen, Eisen sees this miss and goes oh, and goes for a big sideways swing, trying to. Well, wait, hold on. Do we want a, a advantage? It, it's possible that Lydon would have hit. But I, 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 I didn't do anything to justify it. I had to do a skill check to justify it, and I didn't do it. Right. So now I don't get it. Okay. Um, Eisen is going to be... He, he's looking to inspire his allies because this ain't going so well. So he's going to try to do something a little fancy. And he's going to wow. do sort of like a spinning golf sweep upwards, like diagonal upward chop thing, try to catch him in the ribs and send oh. him, like launch him a bit. Okay. So I don't know if that's like a performance check or if that even counts. Um, I don't we just we need to win, it. and I'm trying to do something visual here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's say make a performance check. Ooh, that's a six. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, so it's not gonna like fuck with your attack roll, but this is not you trip and fall on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> this this is not the cool visual thing you wanted it to be. Roll an that's attack fine. on yourself. Seventeen. That will hit. Or eleven. So I guess thirteen damage. That's with your rage. Yeah, the the plus two is from the rage. Gotcha. Okay, um, yeah. So you you can see as beat up as he was looking before, uh, he's he's looking worse now. Um, but it's tough for you, well, g- given glad he's not looking better. Given what he looked like before, it's tough to tell. Um, you know what, like how far you're gonna have to push it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the revenant is up, and <laughs> any heals for ten. Any heals for Great. ten. Oh <laughs> uh, <A> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he looks at Eisen, and he starts slashing. Okay. Again, that's 16 AC. Okay. Does a 25 hit? 
Uh, just barely. Just oh. barely. Okay. Um. So, eighteen damage. Okay. Uh, slashing. Yep. Uh. Right, then he crits. Okay. Uh, and does. Never would have guessed. Thirty slashing damage. Thirty. All right. Eisen's not looking super great, but still standing. Uh, his head rotates almost all the way back around to find <laughs> Kakabi. <laughs> and he fixes him with burning eyes. Kakabi is up. Um, uh, Kakabi is... Uh, he's going to stare down uh, stare down the Revenant um, and run um, back up this rock and as he's coming up the top he's going to um, kind of hold out his hand uh, and say to the revenant die with dignity and um, he's going to uh, let's see if this helps he's going to cast ray of enfeeblement uh-huh. um, so this is an attack roll okay shepherd and uh and jack what do you think should happen i mean uh, he cast it on himself <laughs> yeah or one of us right like it's it's a crit fail what does this, what does this do yeah what is this uh, black beam of innervating energy springs forth from your finger creature in range on a hit uh it does so Basically, weapons... The was, target deals only half damage with weapon attacks. Yeah, I mean, the way, the, spell the way that you're facing, it would be me if it was going to hit any of us. Which would be really unfortunate because you're the only one who uses strength. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a constitution saving throw. It, it, I mean, it works. Okay. Yeah, we'll say that it. Uh, he misses. Uh, it slips on the rock, and it winds up hitting uh, Eisen instead. <laughs> okay. So at the end of your next I, turn, you, you make a constitution saving throw. I think you have throw. advantage on constitution saving throws against spells when you're enraged or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. But it, it, that either might be way, I only get to make it at the end of my turn, so it's going to affect me next turn no matter what. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Light of Dawn is up. Having ignited the sword, um, I try to jump off the stone, kind of staying where I am, but jumping up to just get like some height sure. so I can get more power behind my swing. Okay. Uh, acrobatics. Or athletics, whatever you're better at. Uh, acrobatics. Uh, I'm plus five on it, so so I'll probably roll like a two. Okay, thirteen. Okay, you can take some advantage. Yay. Uh, okay, twenty-three. Nice. Fifteen radiant damage, plus another two for my uh, what do you call it? Force thing. Runic blast. Hmm. <laughs> and he's just looking exhausted. Like he does the rune blast, and he just kind of like. <laughs> Sags a little <laughs> as, as blood pours out of his entire front. Yeah, this, this ain't looking so good, guys. <laughs> Especially if he's going to heal at the beginning of his turns. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't something I saw coming. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, he is. He's looking like he's in bad shape. His whole lower jaw is missing. <laughs> wow. Oh my. And it looks like he might be dead. All right, <laughs> Eisen is up. Time to, time to hit him with your, yeah, your flimsy branch. Yeah, uh-huh. it's time. Um, although I do wonder, maybe I'll just use. You know what? I'll use my form of the beast thing and just attack with my tail instead. Oh, Mwaha. smart. Got him. Uh, I I lean o- just kind of lean to the side and like twist around and uh 
shoot my tail off at this guy. Yee. And that's that a will 20 win. to hit. And I will roll my damage. That's, uh, I guess, 12 damage. Uh, oh, but I don't get the plus two because that's also for just things with uh, strength weapons. So just 12. Okay. And then I will also make a constitution saving throw. You pass. Okay, yeah, cool. So I'm no longer... Nope. I can use my axe next turn if I want to. Although that actually went pretty well. Maybe I'll just keep using the tail. Right, but you don't get the rage damage. Yeah, but it still did more damage. All right. I My I turn it, ends. Yeah. The Revenant is up. No, I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's Kagabi's turn. <laughs> I'm, I don't want it to be Kagabi's turn. <laughs> Which is more deadly. <laughs> That's true. And he's ready to attack Aizen. No. 19 to hit. Okay, I am going to use my reaction to use... Uh, since I have a tail at the moment, I can use my reaction to swipe my tail and roll a d8, applying a bonus to my AC equal to the number rolled, potentially causing an attack to miss me, and it's something that gets rolled after um, a hit is established. So that okay. still works here. Nice. I will nice. roll my d8. I need to get a 3. Or I guess I need to get a 4. Uh, got a five. All right, so that misses. You, well, that's not a four, so mm. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my AC's too high. Okay, so he he swings once, and you are able to block that blow, uh, knocking it out of the way with your tail. But he swings in again, and he he's got another nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> Eighteen slashing down. Okay. Eisen's uh, swaying on his feet, but still on his. Feet. He's still on his feet. <laughs> oh, but don't forget, you have relentless endurance or whatever. I do. I can well. I can survive one. Uh, worth, <laughs> worth noting, by the way, did he heal at the beginning of this turn? I don't think so, but... I, I think, so I'm guessing it's a radiant damage thing. Because the one time that you missed, hey, hey, he healed that. Stop time. it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kakabee's up. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, Kakabee kind of looks at his friends and, and sees how hurt they are and, and kind of like begins to realize, oh... Um, Maybe this isn't going to go so well. And he'll he'll look at Aizen, and he'll uh, look at Light of Dawn, and he'll say, Friends, this isn't a fight I can back down from. But if you can't, you should save yourselves. Oh. Um, and... We picked the worst kind of cleric to bring <laughs> <out of> him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we really did. Um, and uh, Kakabi is going to bonus action cast spiritual weapon um, mm-hmm. on the other side of the guy and I I'm just gonna use uh, that as a token for it and it's just like a <laughs> spectral hand generic on yeah it's, it's like a spectral hand um, and then I think as part of the bonus action I get an attack yep I make a melee spell attack so it makes an attack that's a 23 that will hit um for a whopping five force damage. Um, How does he die? <laughs> he dies from force. Um, <clears throat> the it, it spectral hand, the of uh, like like Kakabi, just completely drained and kind of resigned um, as he like kind of summons this spectral hand to help. He's also kind of for his main attack, kind of wearily getting ready to make a thrust with the scimitar. And the hand just kind of bursts forth from the chest. Uh, and and Kakabi just kind of like looks at the hand surprised. Okay, so after this fight, 
where you know it's it's been drizzling it's cloudy there's mist covering the ground and um you know you guys uh, attack this this revenant and then um between kakabi healing and light of dawn uh with his his sword crackling and aizen on the other side um making tail attacks and stuff like that all the three of you just wear yourselves out um and then finally this thing collapses and you see Seconds after the body slumps to the ground, um, a ghost ascend from the body uh, and stand up, and you see the figure of a knight uh, with a silver dragon uh, emblazoned on his armor. Um, he carries no weapons, um, and he looks at you, all of you, uh, and you can see the determination uh, in the way that his, his jaw is set and the way he carries himself. And mutely, he walks from this body and marches into the forest, heading southeast. Light of Dawn just goes <laughs> and just sinks to his knees. Yeah, I, I think just emotionally exhausted Cockabee yeah, just kind of falls, falls to his knees and just kind of starts weeping. Yeah. That's pretty cool for, uh, Cockabee that he's only emotionally exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, are you calling emotional labor not real labor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, Life of Don walks up to Eisen and gives him a hug. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, thanks for for sticking with me. I died. (laughs) (laughs) Again. No, you were were just bleeding. (laughs) You weren't Seems like it's always you. I know. But, hey, that is, uh... Whatever. Uh, I need a nap or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, I'm like almost out of spells. Yeah. Uh, I I am not, but I, I can't kill anyone. That is not really my domain. I should have cast shield. Uh, I didn't realize I had that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a re- reaction, too. Damn. I. <laughs> All right. Remember that for next time, boys. Just yell shield at me. I'll do something. Whew. All right. Let's, let's take a... I like to call it a short rest. <laughs> I'm feeling just... I'm beat, guys. Alright, so we are here, just south within sight of the bridge. <laughs> Time to slowly stumble across it. Yeah, we gotta get to that abbey, guys. We're kind of fucking... Are, are, we, not going to, are we not going yeah. to Wizard of Wines? Oh, right, yeah, we are going to Wizard yeah. of Wines. Damn. Um, well, I think we're still on the bridge, though, or something. Aren't we're, we're, you're, we're, you're, at this point, we gotta get to somewhere. Right I say we go to Kresge, because at least there we can be reasoned. Like, if we go to Wizard of Wines, we don't know what we're walking into. And we are not equipped to handle anything unexpected. <laughs> right we, would, we would need another We would need another long rest. Like, what what time of day is it right now? Um, It is mid-morning. No. Yeah. Oh. yeah, maybe Kresge is a better option. It's got like walls, probably. <laughs> yeah, let, let's head that way, cause uh, let. I mean, let's. Honestly, I I need to take a breather, and I think uh, Eisen, you probably do too. But then let's get the move yeah. on to crash. Okay, so you set off across the bridge, and then can we take a short rest first? <laughs> sure. <laughs> After a short, you take a short mm-hmm. rest, then you set off across the bridge, um, and head west toward crash, and uh, the road there, it's uh. What is that? I think it's about three miles. Two miles. So, including the bridge, yeah, it's, it's a little over two miles. So, it, uh, it does not take you that long to get there. Uh, it's about midday when you arrive. And we're coming near a stopping point, so don't worry. Um, 
Ah, the city walls, I see them. <laughs> so as you, as you begin to approach, I eyes. The road branches north and climbs a rocky escarpment, ending at a gatehouse built into a 20-foot-high wall of stone, reinforced with buttresses every 50 feet or so. So, um, look at the uh, topographical markings on the map and, and just remember the 3D thing we saw and, and try to imagine how steep some of this stuff is. Right. Uh, the wall encloses a settlement on the side of a snow-dusted mountain spur. Beyond the wall, you see the tops of snow-covered pines and thin white wisps of smoke. The somber toll of a bell comes from a stone abbey that clings to the mountainside, high above the settlement. The steady chime is inviting, a welcome change from the deathly silence and oppressive fog to which you have grown accustomed. It's hard to tell at this distance, but there seems to be a switchback road clinging to the cliffs that lead up from the walled settlement to the abbey. Uh, the abbey of St. Markovia. And uh, so here, the, the first feature you see, the thing separating you from Kresk, is a gatehouse. Uh, the air grows colder as you approach the walled settlement. Two square towers with peaked roofs flank a stone archway into which is set a pair of 12-foot-tall iron-bound wooden doors. Ooh. Oh, that looks nice. Mm. Yeah, cool place. Um, hey, hey, guys, was it one of the, the fortunes we got about something in the snow? Oh, sorry, I got more text here. Uh, okay. two, two square towers with peaked roofs flank a stone archway into which is set a pair of 12-foot-tall iron-bound wooden doors. Carved into the arch above the doors is a name, Kreshk. The walls that extend from the gatehouse are 20 feet high. Atop the parapet, you see four figures wearing fur hats and clutching bows. They watch you. Hello there. Hiya, boys. May, may we enter? Uh, one of the guards calls out, State your business. We seek shelter from the uh, the dangers of the road. <laughs> we were set upon by an undead. This village is closed to visitors, traveler. Any chance we can get you to change your minds? <laughs> I will speak with the burgomaster. Thank you. Oh, good. We've had good experience yeah, with burgomasters. Yeah. Not loving I'm the sure burgomaster he's a nice guy. thing. I wonder if here we'll find a garden dusted with snow washed over by a scarecrow with a sackcloth oh, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. Because we were told it was to the west. If we do find that, we should look not to the garden, but to the guardian. And that so, is for a powerful force. How far away are you standing from the wall? Uh, within shouting distance. If they got, yeah, if they got bows or whatever. Yeah, within shooting distance, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, after about ten minutes, um, a, a man that is dressed a little more richly, uh, he looks more authoritative, uh, he's middle-aged, uh, he's got longish black hair that is graying at the temples, um, and he, you see his, uh, the, you know, the top of him appear over the parapet, and he says, speak, travelers, I am the burgomaster. Uh, good day, Mr. Burgomaster, uh, we seek shelter from the road, uh, we have traveled, uh, from Velaki to here, and we have been set upon by... Uh, agents of death, and frankly, we're very badly hurt, and we could really use some shelter. He appears to consider this, and he says, This land is filled with the spies of the devil, Strahd. How do I know that I cannot count you among them? Uh, what if we, like, give you our weapons, or, uh, something like that? An act or, of service. Uh, 
would suffice. Of course. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need yeah, us to do? Please just tell us what you want and we will do it so we can come in. Our village has gone without wine for many months. <laughs> okay, got it. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, we're, we're going. Wait, See you. We, we'll be back with can wine. Can we spend the night first and then go get the wine? Take care on the road, travelers. Uh, uh, thanks. Can <laughs> we, go. If we camp outside your walls tonight, can we at least, like, will you guys, uh, you'll make some noise if there's stuff approaching us, right? He says, we will not initiate combat with you. Uh, okay. Do not attempt okay, to scale our walls, and we will not have cause to defend them. Okay. Great. <laughs> Great. Well, I guess we're heading back south again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let, let's just pitch a tent and, and take a fucking nap, because <laughs> yeah. I'm about to drop dead here. Uh, same. Okay, so as you pitch a tent in this cold, frosted plain, uh, with the, the village of Crash standing there, looming over you, and the switchbacks in the mountain, uh, with the, the abbey high above, uh, I think that is a good place to end the session. Sweet. Sweet. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, we finally got that combat. We, it it <laughs> almost went real bad. <laughs> it's shocking. I, I thought I, yeah. I yeah, thought so I was There's a reason why I wasn't so, uh, <laughs> I'm okay with not doing combat, and that's why. You're the one who forced it. Well, sure, I, I'm saying, I, what, sorry, I guess, let me be more specific. Um, I, I generally am okay with doing sessions without combat. Oh, because sure. Uh, it, it is very deadly. In this case, it seemed appropriate, given the situation we were in, to initiate combat. Um, but, but generally speaking, I, I'm, I don't walk away crying from a session if we don't fight, because <laughs> if we fight, we very likely die. Mm. Here's the real question. That's that's what I meant. Do we level up? You do level. Yeah! Oh, fifth level, yeah. maybe! Third level spells! Extra attack. Dude, I, I, thought, I thought I was gonna have to die there so you guys can get away. I was like, well... Only one of us has to die. Ooh. Uh, I would have let that happen. Yeah, no, and that's, that, that's, that's what I was going for. I thought that's what Duncan was hinting when he kept saying, like, the eyes were on going back to Cockaby. I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to <laughs> fall on the sword here. Yeah, I had no idea what that no, meant. There's more of a, baby. I'm going to kill you last. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. All right. I'm gonna roll a d8. Yeah, I'm gonna roll my roll my d10. Hope it goes well. Okay, so next session, what are you guys going to do? I guess Three. we're gonna head to the Wizard of Wines. Yeah. Oh, two. That sucks. I got nine, yeah. so I'm pretty happy. Um, yeah, head south to the Wizard of Wine. Figure out what's going on there. Um, and if that ends up taking the whole session, it ends up taking the whole session. But if we, if that gets resolved I, fairly quickly, I think it's bold of you to expect that it only takes one <laughs> yeah. session. Yeah, but you know, the, after I mean, our maybe ten it's sessions at Wizard of Wines, yeah. Either way, Wizard of Wines, and then head back up to Kresk, presumably with wine. 